0: Yeah, I think um, you know, it it was like it was it was the same day and you were just it was like playing a brand new tournament um that just you're just playing with a new ball style. Um Actually, can I just restart there? I was I, I don't know what I was what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, but nice. um yeah. Okay, so, so. One second, let really, me. Uh, I got to put on Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Not, wait. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm, joking. I'm just like ah. Wait. <laughs> three, two, <laughs> I just love it when I hear you say. Don't three. don't do that, Bill. <laughs> Throw me.
1: off. Uh, we got the opening pooper, Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be recapping uh, Elite Dodgeball's West Round 1 for 2019. And here to help me do so is uh, Bill, Ryan, and Sergio Leone. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll start with you, man.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm Bill Fisher. I play for Fortune, and I'm from
0: Seattle. Awesome. Hey, guys. Ryan here. Uh, I'm on a new team, the Los Angeles Raiders, uh, playing open... Eight point five, No Sting, and Coed. Awesome, and Sergio,
1: go ahead and introduce yourself as well.
2: Uh, my name is Sergio, I'm from Los Angeles, California, and uh, I'm the captain of Southern Revolver.
1: Nice. Alrighty, so yeah, you guys should be, obviously be no stranger to the podcast. Uh, you've been on here before, helping with recaps and whatnot. But just want to go through the motions and um, kind of wanted to just talk about real quick the the women's division um if if you've listened or seen the post at this point um I, I kind of had this really cool thing happen where me and Brenda were talking about it but we had uh Karina and um Crystal Briones in the background kind of feeding us intel through the group chat and that was that made things really helpful so Sergio is going to kind of take that role uh, but he might chime in every now and then and feel free to do so Sergio but um Let's go ahead and, and just dive right into uh, what I want to ask everybody that participated. And that was, um, what was a single elimination format like? And we'll start with you, Bill. Yeah, um, I love single elimination. I
2: think I love best of seven, more so than I love single elimination. Um, but overall, I think I'm a big fan of the change. Um, I think what's really nice is that it allows a team, uh, one, to adapt. Um, so uh, the trend with Fortune right now, it seems, is that we go down like one, three, and then pull it out somehow. Um, and so, like a lot of our work on, on being consistent and um, you know just following our plan and and really just persevering has helped a lot there. Um, and at the same time. Uh, it, it takes away a lot of the impact of uh, some plays like you know double outs where you know you really couldn't rely on hitting that guard into their corner who is uh, you know a rock and is impossible to get out like you can't rely on that and so the teams that um, can consistently make plays i think come out ahead in those situations so i'm I'm a big fan of single
1: elimination uh, best of seven awesome would you say it's like um I wanna say like less forgiving, but you you have to like pretty much like like you said, you have to like earn your win. Like you're you're not gonna chalk something up to like a crazy triple out or you know, crazy like happenstance play.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it it has two impacts there. So the first being that, you know, when seed fourteen now beats seed three, um, there is no question anymore of it's not like Oh, you know, what what happened to have that? It's like, oh wow, that team must have stepped up. Like I feel like there's more um uh weight given to that that lower seeded team's win, right? It kind of gives them more emphasis to say, like, oh, you did beat
1: them. Um yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I mean to beat a team four times, like that's that's pretty deliberate if you ask me. Um and I, I tasted that when I played in, in tribune, as I said before, with East and I think uh, women's as well. So I was very turned off to it at first, but I think the best of seven kind of really helps, um, kind of curtail that that loss of a, a second chance, or you know, heaven forbid, get like get your money's worth. Um, probably a different story if it was two out of three. But um, how about you, Ryan? What were your thoughts on the single elimination format?
0: Yeah, um, I wasn't a big fan going into it. Uh, I liked being able to see multiple teams in the playoffs. Um, Although it did actually turn out well in my favor. Uh, my, my particular team uh, played well in the round robin. Therefore, we got a good seating in both open um, 8.5 and uh, no sing. So we got a good seat uh, and we, we won both of our games. But uh, it also helped that we would have lost uh, both of those if it were best of three. I think we went down 2-0. Or two, one, um, and both of them, and then came back and won it in uh, four, four to three. So, although it worked out for me, it's still I think odd that uh, I only got to see that team and then the next team that I got to play. Uh, so it's it, it can be limiting.
1: Gotcha. And are you referring to uh, like your match against Gridlock,
0: or yeah, I think we played Gridlock in eight point five, beat them. And then went on to play, I believe he, an 8.5 an 8.5. What did
2: you think of, um, what did you feel the impact was on the round Robin? Like, did, did your team feel more stressed during it? Um, like what was, what was your thoughts there? Because right. Like now your seat is important. Um, you don't get that that easy second chance.
0: I think just by dumb luck, we kind of ignored it, and it turned out, well, I think had we taken a step back and thought about that, um, I could see people being a little bit more nervous.
1: Yeah, I, I made this comment and question before in the previous uh, recast, but it's like um, everything counts now, every game is going to matter. And uh, for the teams that would kind of sandbag, for lack of better words, uh, during round robin, I, I feel like a majority of the teams aren't doing that anymore. Uh, would you agree, Bill, or how would you guys take round robin?
2: Uh, We took it uh, pretty seriously. Um, I I know I like take pickups seriously, so maybe I'm not like the best person to ask. Uh, (laughs) But uh, overall, yeah, I mean, every match felt important. And, you know, we talked about like, oh, you know, we only lost one. We should be like in a good position. And it's not like, um, you know, we were very aware that we wanted a good seed uh, going into this, especially coming out of the Tribune. Um, and kind of having already dealt with the single elimination once and knowing how important that seed kind of was.
1: Yeah. So is that like a good, um, a good takeaway, you know, when you went back home, like, okay, we have a taste of what, you know, best of seven round robin or, um, single elimination looks like. You're able to take that back home to your guys or for the rest of the team.
2: Yeah. I I think we got two tastes there. One being, um, you don't want to go to game seven. if you have to go to game seven, you're going to be playing directly afterward. Like either the other team's gone to best of seven uh, and you're both playing at the same time. You're both exhausted or the other team has an advantage and that they got to be, you know, um, cooled down and got, you know, refueled before the next match. So getting that seed helps you, you know, prevent going to game seven as much as possible. And um, I think that was a big realization, like be ready to go. Have your stuff ready. Like you have to go, go, go to this next match. Gotcha.
0: Can't yeah. Saves. Something important to note is, uh, the pool you get placed in is pretty important. Um, our pool kind of had a, a disparity of so some high end teams and some low end teams, so I think we lost three matches, uh, and all three of those teams ended up in the top four placing with uh, crisis headhunters and rise. Um, those were our three losses, and so everyone else we we beat. Um, so I don't know if they should mix those up a little bit more, or how Mark does that. Would you have any idea of how that was done, Bill? How the pools are made?
2: Um, I don't know. It's a new season. I imagine it was relatively random, or um, actually, I'm I'm fairly certain it's randomly generated. All the pools, from from what I know.
1: No, is this um, used? Is this using um, Joe Colella's, uh, the Colella 2000, or what we decided to call it, his, his software, that's causing, or that's not causing, but producing the seeding and the, and the grouping? No, I, I don't think they're using that. Um,
2: but I, I've, I've heard whispers, so to speak. I have sources.
1: Gotcha.
0: Uh, yeah. I there's w- I will say um, all, another point on the pull play was one side... F- finished a little faster than the other. Um, Someone like uh, Justin Payan was making sure everyone got to their court, all the games were starting on time, but it seemed like you had a collection of people with like-minded, like myself and a few others that were, who are also trying to help get people to courts, get games started. Um, We might want to take a look back and identify those individuals and spread them out throughout the day uh, and the (laughs) Pools.
2: You also said, like, you know, there was the disparity where you felt you had more top teams and, and lower ranked teams. Do you think that disparity and probably in, in turn, like more 2 0 games helped get through that side faster? I know we hit a, I think every game we lost was like 1 2 or, or close to it. Um, but I mean, there were teams taking games off us. So like, it wasn't like easy, so to speak.
0: Certainly wasn't. E- easy for us. I know we had a lot of 2-1 games on probably teams we should have we sh- should have 2-0, but yeah, there probably was some 2-0s when you've got Crisis and Rise uh and Headhunters there.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tall order. Crisis and Rise just looking at you from their pool is kind of a I don't want to say it, like uphill battle, battle for lack of better words, but um I'm curious to see how it's going to play out and um you know, I had a question. I just, I just lost it. Oh, oh not a question, a statement. So Payan, uh, apparently the guy's really efficient at running courts because this is the second time consecutively that I've heard this. Uh, last time was obviously during nationals where he was just on top of things and making, um, making people get to where they were. So kind of funny and cool to hear that again. Uh, maybe people, as you said, should, should, I don't want to say take notes, but maybe there should be a better distribution of, of who these people are that are um, helping run so efficiently and um, I wanted to ask, uh, since we're kind of talking about like some of the big changes, uh, this new rule, the burden, um, what were your thoughts on that? And I'll, I'll start with you, Ryan.
0: Yeah. So there was, there was some confusion. Um, actually I listened on the plane ride to Phoenix. I l- listened to your recap, uh, from, I think it was the East coast, right? Uh, yes. And they yep. explained that rule. And I was like on the plane going, that's wrong. Um, not knowing that I had I had it wrong. So Serge from Rise did a meeting at the beginning of the day with Mark to clarify that rule. Um, I don't think they've got it right yet. Um, there's a loophole that says if one team has one ball on one side and the other team, let's say has four and there's still a ball off the court, um, but you still have majority, the clock is in since, frozen and you kind of can take however long you want to talk because the clock can't start until all balls uh, get back onto the court. Um, and there were some weird um, plays where team got, you know, 30 seconds to just do what they want and they can continue to play if they want while they're waiting on that ball. So uh, it, I don't know. I think they've got some tweaking to, to do there.
1: Hmm. Bill, you're kind of nodding I,
0: your head.
2: Yeah. I I see that point. I think it's, it's, one probably more prevalent because of that gym that we had um and a lot more of like the the balls going across and this and that um whereas a, a place like we had for nationals i don't think that would be as much of an issue um and then i think at the same time if you're if you're relying on that you know to make your plays like that's you know, weird, but, um, I think overall it was an improvement for the other situation, which was more common in which you'd have a team with a big three with a fourth ball off the court and they'd get to, to throw, and they'd only have to throw one ball. Um, and it could be any one of them. And then their ball would come on the court late. And then they got a free reset just depending on what ball they threw. Um, and so it gave them two, two timers, essentially, if they knew what they were doing. Um, And that happened a lot and that's something as a ref i was kind of confused by for a while like that you could have this doubled up shot clock just Mm -hmm. because a ball was off the court and i think that fixes that issue um also most teams i guess are calling plays pretty fast like i know our we we know how to say our plays uh depending on how complex they are pretty quickly anyway so 30 seconds or 10 seconds uh we kind of know what we're going to get across in that same time gotcha
0: yeah and you you mentioned a good point there about the uh well I guess let's just talk about the courts themselves um they had rented some uh, poles and nets to be put up to split the courts but I don't think too much thought was put put into like how these things are going to be uh a- adhered to to the poles so when we started the day every ball knocked down the net or the pole or something um and a few people, uh, including my, my, myself, took it upon ourselves to, like, zip tie and tape everything down um, while play was go- going on in between our matches. So uh, that was a, a tough part of that gym. Gotcha. Yeah, I because um, that's a weird factor.
1: It's like not every gym is built the same. And there's always that issue of keeping balls within a court and, you know, football. Plus, off a court that just so happens to be adjacent to a wall it's going to bounce back in but if a ball because I know the ASU gym that you guys are utilizing uh, that that can go on for forever so it can be really hard to get that ball back in play and um, just out of curiosity so if if I'm looking at this through how I would ref this if there are one team has three balls and another team has two and the burden ball is gone um, there's no play clock until that burden ball gets back in on the court is that correct? Like I I don't start the countdown until that ball enters the court.
2: Yeah. It's either it's both the burden. And then also um, if like that ball is guaranteed, that's off the court, no matter which one it is, is guaranteed to go back to the side that has burden, the clock won't start. So even if it's a, you know um, one of the same color balls is off the court, that clock's not starting until that ball gets on the court. And so now their, their countdown is for um, you know, big four instead of, big three with one off the court in a possible reset situation
0: yeah and to continue there the clock stops when it's the bird inside has a missing ball but if the non-burden side has a missing ball that doesn't matter you you're uh, out of luck oh
1: see i liked it until you mentioned that last part yeah and Sergio's agreeing he's saying you know that was, that loophole will be exploited and you know as teams get to know it more and as the rounds progress I'm, I'm sure we'll see a lot of that and I wonder if that's going to cause a lot of contention and arguing but um because I I might be outing myself on this but like I don't start the countdown until all balls are in play I, I don't feel like it's fair to penalize a team for not having them and um uh, elite it doesn't I don't recall a time when it's happened too much but it just doesn't make sense um to have a countdown for a ball that's like lost in the ether, like who knows where it's at like i feel like for in order for the game to progress you should have that that equal chance um i could be wrong maybe i need to take the test i I haven't done it yet because i'm not gonna play till round three but uh yeah i'm curious to see how it's gonna um develop and since you guys are, are talking about rules there's one more uh that came up uh let me know if you are willing to address this one but um this whole like traveling players thing do you guys feel like you have a pretty good handle on that no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> no, like, I, I just don't
2: know it well enough. I know, like, I'm impacted by it now. Um, and so, like, I was interested in possibly going to the north because uh, Mark Sweetgall is out in Chicago. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go over there. Um, but I don't think I can play with him on a team because we'd both be class A players. And so, we either have to, like, make a new team or we couldn't sub together. So,
0: yeah. Um,
2: I, I'm not hundred percent certain on it. Fair. How,
1: how about you, Ryan?
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a slightly confusing role, but just in general, my own opinion is um, it's tough to have those good players travel around and kind of be these hired guns. I, I think um, like Billy on played with headhunters and I actually think that was a pretty big impact to the headhunter team. Um, and I don't know who's going to play with them for round two. Cause Steve, I guess you're not going to play till round three with, with, with them. Um, yeah, but I but could see them being a drastically different team um, come round two if Billy's not there.
1: Yeah, it it will be, and I'll even throw myself out there. Like when I come and join the headhunters, I'm not taking Billy's place. That's just not. That's just not even close to to happening. So it, it's going to change our team dynamic, and we're we're definitely aware of that. But um, you yeah, know, you're right. It, it's I guess I, I'm a I am ai a guinea pig, but we'll see how we progress when we do lose Billy. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things where um, you can't keep everybody happy. And it, it was a comment that Mark made when he was he was addressing this. He's like, "We want to have it where you're essentially—I don't want to say landlocked, but you're you're locked with the region that you're in, because that's what a professional organization does. But at the same time, we want you to still be able to play dodgeball. That's like, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, yeah, another one of those things. I'm, I'm curious to see how it develops.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have, see how they do uh, round two.
2: And I think maybe a point on this that um, maybe maybe was overlooked is now that with the move to single elimination, um, you know, that team coming in and doing, you know, if they don't care as much or, you know, they're, they just play around a little bit more loose and they end up at the middle seed and, um, you know, they possibly come in and, and, you know, knock some teams out in the middle where... You know, wherever like you're denying some teams a chance to move up that bracket and play for points, despite yourself not playing for points at all.
1: Yeah, or um, or taking a, a team that you know is going to just go away, come come nationals. That's another good point. Um, kind of want to backtrack real quick about the whole bur- burden and penalization. Sergio raised a really good point, saying you kind of. You kind of penalize teams that don't have people that are shagging quick enough for them and that's that's something you really sometimes you look out and you have a good player or not players volunteers family friends whatever that will shag for you but um just kind of going back to that consideration as well just wanted to air that out there yeah you know just uh just have a player jump off
2: the court at the start of the match if you only have six players and uh yeah, you know, have them fair. shag for
1: you. Play with five <laughs> and, and get all the balls in as quickly as possible. But uh, yeah, right. That that seems like a pretty uh, reliable strategy.
0: Yeah. Something I something I noticed over the week weekend was um, some of the clickiness of dodgeball, and that certain teams will shag for other teams, but won't shag uh, for some. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know if that's fair or unfair, but it's just a part of uh, the sport that I I feel we overlook a lot. Uh, like I said, the "quote-unquote" clickiness.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I'll uh, I'll admit it. I'll I'll shag for Rise just because I've known them for for years. But I try to make a, a mental point to stay on one side, so I'm not just following them. I'm I'm providing the same shagging for the uh, the opposing team too. Because of that, um, not so much the clickiness, but just to be fair, because um, I, I want every team to have a good game and. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfect because I definitely forget that at times too. But at least uh, I try to keep that in mind. And, and you're right; it's some some teams have friends that stake around. If they get eliminated, they'll they'll shag, and some don't. And you can't help that. You know, your your whole role is to play dodgeball. You can't really, you know, t- uh, control who's going to shag for you. But um, do you want? I wonder if it would be uh, helpful to have, um,
2: you know, just calling out, like, you know, we have calls for refs and line refs as we get to bracket, like, hey, you know, help Shag if you can. Even if you're not a ref, just get the ball on the court. Like, get things moving. Um, you know, help out in that way. Um, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't want to... If Mark's listening, he's probably about to punch the uh, whatever device he's listening on, because he's always saying, please help Shag, please help retrieve and whatnot. But um, I don't know if there's any other big changes i wanted to kind of gloss over or, or talk about um there was a change to the flight kills but that didn't yeah did that i
2: i, I think for as much as like it was talked about me well i don't know it probably reduced it but i mean i i think i still saw rise utilizing it and um you know a number of teams utilizing it in the in the correct situations
1: um yeah. And it's, you know, it used to be called a suicide for a reason. I jump over, I hit you, I'm done. Like doesn't matter if, if you're out or not. It, it should just be kept that simple because you just open up a whole can of worms of what could happen in, in, um, scenarios that just don't make sense.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we touched on this at the very beginning or not, but just the fact that it's a two day tournament now that oh, yeah. we have open on day one and now it on day two, that's kind of a whole new, um, thing.
1: Yeah, let's, let's go into that. So what was it like um, going from, you know, a one-day pretty intense tournament to a 1.5 or two-day? And-
0: yeah, um, for myself, uh, I'm not a fan. Um, I liked, you know, keeping it all on a single day, getting it all over with. That way you can go out and party that night, <laughs> right. and the next day all you've got to do is explore the city or see your family and friends or travel, get, get on a plane, not sweaty and stinky, um, I'm not sure that, that I like that, that two day thing and then trying to f- figure out how to get home and, uh, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with those points. Um, in terms of like, I feel like I can take less time. in like the city where I had taken extra day off. Um, I wasn't entirely, uh, pleased at that part, but, um, I did like the fact that, you know, we now have an open no sting division, which, you know, I don't know if we'd be able to get through three divisions in a day. Like, I don't even think we get to do that at nationals yeah, where tough. we have all the time, essentially. Um, but, uh, I think one one call that I did have is that day two, um, I didn't really get the chance to warm up just from going through the, like the captains and the reps meeting and there, there weren't like a ton of balls out at the beginning. And, uh, it ended up like, uh, my arm is already sore from the previous day and i like locked my arm up just from like throwing too hard too quick before getting proper warm-up and like warning if you're playing two days in a row make sure to warm up because i i had to sit for like four or five matches just to get my arm back to like a normal position
1: um and that definitely slowed me down throughout that that second day so the physical demand really is is evident it's it's, it's another element you have to plan for or prepare for going into day two. Oh yeah and what is so what was the sh- the the shift or the justification for another day is it because they want to go through all the brackets or because forgive me but can you, one of you guys tell me like what took place on day one and what carried over into day two
0: yeah. So first day was, uh, open 8.5 in the morning and then open no sting in the afternoon. And then the next day was co-ed, uh, no sting in the morning. Okay.
1: So if you wanted to just play pure open 8.5 and no sting, then that's it. You're good. You can go party Saturday night and fly home Sunday ish maybe. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I think some people might start considering that, um, it, it's, it was, yeah, it was pretty tough to wake up sore and tired the next day. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, something too is that a, lo- a lot of teams let, like to play with their open team and then completely switch it up. Don't keep the same players and go play on a new team. Yep. Um, for some reason, that just felt because it was a new day and there were a lot of cool new teams. Um, it, I don't know. It didn't feel like everyone was taking it as serious, Um the second day but that could have just been my my observation um, i'm not sure
1: yeah I, I know a lot of people say like oh i'm only here for open so my coed team's for fun um i, I hear that a lot and and honestly uh that's kind of why we're skipping coed recapping uh this round um obviously there, there'd be a lot to talk about and that whole would be like another episode in and of itself but just for the sake of time and, and making sure that i'm pretty thorough with women's as well as as open but, um, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I hear that a lot. And I'm not sure if you had anything to uh, to add to that, Bill. Because I, I did uh, want to ask something else, too, about uh, day two.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think Fortune, at least, takes COED very seriously. Um, I mean, when we started the team, like, we had uh, like COED completely in mind for it. Um, so, like, we were... Fortune is the eight of us, like, 100%. Um, and I, I take Koed just as seriously as I do anything else. Um, yeah. I'm giving it my all. Like, I'm, I'm leaving it all on that court. Like, because to say I'm going to give my open team my all and then say, oh, no, Lizzie and Kayla are here, so I get to play down. Like, no. Like, uh, I'm going out there and I'm playing just as hard for, for them as I am, you know, anyone else. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure a lot of people... Echoed that as well, um, for me I, I, it's just another chance to play um, and, I, and I love it but I I know that uh, some of my teammates are there for open and it just that just has to be the way it is for, for the time being but um, I did want to ask you about day two and there was a time zone change that the rest <laughs> of the world did and Arizona just doesn't want to do it so what, what happened there because uh, I saw some posts saying uh, Arizona didn't change, you still need to be here at this time so um, Ryan you want to kind of start with that?
0: Yeah. Um, so I used to live in Arizona a couple years ago, so I was comfortable w- w- with it. But as a you joke, um, I posted in the in, in the group because um, I thought a lot of other people, especially everyone at my Airbnb, w- woke up and half the phone said seven and half the phone said eight. So some people are like, are we late? Are we not late? Like, what's co- going on here? Um, so I think that was a confusing thing for everyone. Uh, but uh, I don't think anyone... W- was late so i think we're we're fine
1: it didn't really impact anybody too much from your end yeah
2: if anything we were earlier because of it um (laughs) nice i woke up at what i thought was 8 15 thinking i was late um for then uh my teammates to tell me bill go back to sleep it's 7 15 what are you doing right now um and sure enough i heard that from a handful of other people i think uh anthony who's in the hotel room two rooms down from me said the exact same thing like uh you know the rest of us are they're they're out like rocks <laughs> just like he was writing, like no it's it's seven they're good i think my phone thought we were in denver for some reason so it didn't swap the time zones appropriately yeah that was real cool um but yeah it's the the common story i heard all day of like waking up too early and freaking out and then not Getting that protein bar or this or that, or forgetting something because of the chaos.
1: Yeah, I, uh, a lot of my soldiers had the same problem. Like, our phones didn't update, and like, obviously, we woke up when we were supposed to because we had like night shift do that for us, but we're just like, we know we don't change. Like, what's going on here? Um, so I I think that impacts a lot of people in more ways. I think for some reason, the phones weren't one on board with, uh, Arizona not changing, but, um, I think for, for the sake of Mark, it's like, well, good. Everyone's here now in time. That, that should be – should treat people like that <laughs> moving forward. Um, I think uh, that's all the high-level stuff. Um, I'm, actually, no, I, I kind of have, like, this weird question I like to ask. Um, might be difficult to answer, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's uh, just kind of asking your guys' like overall like opinion on what teams or, – or how has the competition changed since the last Elite um, – And Ryan, maybe I can start with you. Like, just what was it like coming into round one after, you know, a couple months break, after coming from nationals? Um, Just what what were your like feelings or thoughts or takeaways, I guess, for lack of better words? I'll work on rephrasing that question in the future.
0: Um, Yeah. So, uh, what was surprising is uh, in reading the Dodgeball Tribune's power rankings, they did a pretty good job of getting. Uh, which teams were probably going to be in the top 10. And I I would say of the teams he identified, those happened to be the top 10, um, including some of the new teams, um, Headhunters, Raiders, Thieves, uh, Crisis. Uh, So in terms of surprises, I I think everyone knew coming into it, which teams are going to be on that better side. Um, There were just an overall a ton of new teams, Uh, Which was cool. Um, Some players moving around. um, Some, you know, some teams just gone like Doom. Um, So it was really cool to see uh, some of the new ones. But I I didn't see any too many surprises uh, in that top ten. Who we thought was going to be there pretty much got there.
1: Yeah, because and before I go to you, Bill, I just wanted to interject real quick. Like Crisis, we we know that's a Titan hybrid um, heat. You got some Doom players on there, um, so you could you could kind of interchange them, and it would still be the same. It's just kind of rebranded Thieves being uh, to the for the most part. So, um, I kind of agree with you on that one. Even though I wasn't there, I would say this is kind of like the same same people, different team jerseys. But for the most part, uh, what you expect. But uh, how about you, Bill? What was your take?
2: Yeah, so I think. Um, I'll, I'll focus on the teams that weren't in the top 10 going into those power rankings. Um, and so like Roy once again, finished, uh, the best seed I think they ever have, uh, from talking with them. Um, they finished in the 13th seed in open 8.5, um, nice. which like every single event they've played in, they've had a better seed, better seed, better seed. Um, I think this goes to the point that they made about fortune and the power rankings that consistency, you know, makes a team so for teams out there that are making teams and, and you know, Oh, you know, we're not going to be the top team. Like why put this team together? Or this or that like teams, teams grow and learn out of just consistency and learning how to play with each other. So it seriously, shout out to, to Roy bots. That's not just a PNW thing, but like the, I mean, Ryan, you faced them in no sting and that went to game seven. That was,
0: yeah. That was a match. <laughs> I would I would echo that. Um, the, they play great. Um, I, I've always just saw them, as you know, like, like a middling t- team. Um, but they really uh, played great uh, in both 8.5 and no sting. Um, one of the things I think they do <laughs> better than almost anyone else is their pump faking across the team is so consistent. Their arms are all coming forward at the exact same time, and you never know where it's coming from. Um, but yeah, some, some of the players that stu- stood out, you, you know, of, of course, Roy, Michael Lyons, Will Schumacher, um, they, they all played really great, um, and getting to see them off the court too, uh, was cool. I'm always a big fan of the, the Seattle crew. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, it was nice to, to see them.
1: Nice. Yeah. And uh, then, uh,
2: oh, oh, sorry. Just to add to that, that, I have a couple more teams, uh, misfits came together, Uh, for the first time, and they were taking games off big-name teams, and they took a game off Heat, they took a game off Fortune. Uh, They were were taking games. So Do we we know who they are? Misfits? Yeah, so most of them are from Seattle, so Alex Wheatbrook, uh, John Bell, uh, Lowe Mm -hmm. is their captain, Um, and then uh, Kyle Warren, who used to play in the South, I believe, and has now moved to Seattle, he's been playing in my rubber league, Um, and then Uh, John Borner and Alex Primo, uh, I think is that team. Um, yeah, they, they did well. Like you you couldn't sleep on them. Like they, they know their game. They, the, at least the four Seattle players, um, they're practicing a ton. Like I see them every Tuesday and they're in multiple leagues and they're playing pickups and like, they have a ton of experience. Like you're not going to run them over like easily
0: (laughs) nice yeah and uh, just for Steve uh, Lowe the captain uh, is female so it's nice to see her um, out there captaining a team a really good team
1: awesome yeah I was actually going to ask if if, uh, Lowe is a female so I appreciate that you read my mind Um, I did want to mention Bill because you 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 hit on something that's I don't see near and dear to me, but something I've been hearing a lot um, when I'm interviewing people like Tim Fullerton and Justin Pine and, and whatnot. And that's teams that stick together and show consistency. And forgive me for being so bold, but I mean, it looks like that is paying off greatly for you guys. I mean, you took second, right? Am I looking at this right? Yeah, this is our best finish by far. Right. Um,
2: I think the response Lou had when, uh, when he saw in the message that we were in the finals was like, wait, what the f? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like,
0: yeah that's scary um they finish in two without lucas i i i'm i'm really excited to see when when he gets back
1: i was gonna ask you did this without lucas not to put you know a, you know a lot on him obviously he's a very talented player but to do that with a without him um you're missing a squad member a, a crucial one um that was awesome to to see and, and note um that's funny though What, what the f <laughs> <laughs> What do you, you want to, real quick, just kind of, what, what do you want to chalk that up to? Is it, did you guys just practice like crazy? Did you just take in um, what strategies you could in the, in the off-season? Or, I mean, I want to say, you can't chalk this up to just luck. Like, it was a tough practice can't, you, you can't chalk it up to good fortune. Yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yep. Um,
2: yeah, no, uh, I think we, we've learned to play our game. We've learned to play as a team. Um, Uh, we, we know it works, We know, it doesn't, um, we're pretty, um, open to feedback and saying like, you know, Hey, this could have been better. This couldn't be better. Um, we don't try to make a lot of adjustments, um, the day of, like we already have ideas going forward. Like we've talked for hours already about like what we can change going forward, but try not to throw a stick in the wheel midday and, uh, try to play someone else's game, um, and just at the same time we're a team that goes to game seven often just because we know like okay we know we can do this we know we have the arms we know have the the survival um the situation awareness and we just dig in and uh we don't let anything really uh get us like out of whack
1: nice yeah i was uh no offense but when i was watching i was able to watch the stream, um, I think Carrie, uh, she, yeah, it was Carrie. She streamed the Headhunters versus Fortune uh, game. And I was able to catch some of that. And um, I was like, OK, cool. Like, they should have no problem beating Fortune. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill, but just I could not no, be more no. wrong. I, I um, like
2: to hear that I broke expectations in no, some you, way. You some did. Form.
1: And uh, it was funny because I remember I was a little delayed. So I was I was watching like the game that just took place. Um, and I just remember one game it just looked like all of Headhunters just gave up and wanted to walk out. They just walked out of bounds. I'm like, "What is happening?" cuz it you know, I didn't get to see like the full game. I just saw like her angle and I was like, I, whatever's happening, they're just tearing the Headhunters apart." And um, at that point, I kind of figured like, "Oh, I think I think yeah, I think we're done." I saw a really awesome catch by Justin. Um then he got hit in the face and I saw Mason come in and uh no offense Mason, but like I knew he just was not prepared to Take you guys all out by himself, like his good old days. Like he he's coming into a, a team that uh. has been around for a while and uh it's just there's just no chance. And I hate to write off write off a player like that, especially like my friend, but it's just a whole nother battle, man. Like you gotta That was a that was a moment. There was what five or six of us in and he took
2: out four. Like he just kept getting balls back. Yep. And there was one moment where the ball like my got my job was just literally to get a ball in front of me. And not let it hit Brandon De La Mora behind me and somehow got under my arm and then hit Brandon in the leg. And I was like, this is the exact thing I didn't want. <laughs> this is what I did not want to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, that was, I was reminiscent of, of the good old Doom train days. And that's what we would call him that. Cause he would just, once you got him on, he'd steamroll people. And uh, I hope that, you know, and I kind of talked to him offline. Obviously, um, uh, he, he's definitely motivated to, to, to do better. And I hope he does because it, it's just, if that's him coming with the cobwebs on, I can't imagine what he'll look like, um, come round three and, and maybe nationals. And maybe that might be your answer to Billy, but given that way too much information that I wanted to,
2: um, No, I mean, I, I think honestly that perspective is like the healthy one. I think it's one that needs to be talked about more of like, you should have expectations going into elite to learn. Like we had our sub, uh, Sam and, You know, we were very straight up like we know the thing is like you're not going to know situations as well Like we're not going to hold that against you like and so any team going into elite for the first time you're you're there just to absorb and learn situations like These teams have played the meta over and over and over and over again and they know like oh I can't do x because that'll result in y resulting in z like Just take the time to absorb. Don't even worry about like that that positioning Just just learn what you can and can't do and, and what breaks you and what doesn't there's yeah. so much
1: to learn in this game it's it's not figured out a hundred percent nope and and it's kind of caveat or pick up pick back on what you said like it's again people like mason like the ogs for lack of better words are used to being able to steamroll people but what do you do when that team doesn't budge they don't they don't give in just because you're charging them like just changes everything and so it's awesome to to see that that's a development, especially for me who have seen dodgeball progress for so dang long from 2004 or five to now it's uh, the old tricks that you used to have don't work anymore. Um, you gotta, you gotta train, you gotta practice and you gotta change it up. And it's, it's just exciting that I still get to be a part of it. Um, this late into the game, but, um, let's go ahead and move on to some of the teams and players. Um, and, oh, actually let me backtrack. What happened to Lucas? Why wasn't he there? I meant to ask that.
2: Uh, He's he's injured right now. He's he's taking some time to heal up. Um so looking forward to to getting him back, but he's healing up. Uh he's being patient. He hasn't played in uh in a bit. So dodgeball injury or like Yeah. Uh like his shoulder is
1: meh, but gotcha. Well, hope he hits a gets a speedy recovery and you know, see him in round two. Um scary that you guys went so far without him. But uh, it's a real testament to what teamwork and cohesion can do for a team. So, all you guys that you know may not have had the showing that you wanted, and are thinking about you know reforming or breaking up, you know take that in mind. Like, just see what consistency, consistency, and practice can do for you. But uh, yeah, no,
2: and I mean to be clear, like there were doubts, but like we went and we we did what we could with what we had, like a hundred percent.
1: Like, you brought it.
2: <laughs> anyone that tells you we were hundred percent confident going in, like. <laughs> No. Even before the Tribune tournament, like I think the Tribune was a, a good indicator of like, okay, you know, we can we can do this
1: for sure. All right, so right, let's go ahead and get into um, some of the, some of the teams, um, players, and whatnot. And I'm thinking, uh, Ryan, you took a lot of really awesome notes, so I think we can kind of just start there, and then maybe round out with just a quick review of the bracket. But um, Ryan, you want to go ahead and start with uh, your notes here? Let's just say overall.
0: Yeah, I'll touch on some of those. So um, yeah. there's a new team called Harikari, I, I believe. Um, I think it, in Japanese it means seppuku or su- suicide. Yep, seppuku. Um, I think that team picked up Super Dave as kind of a mentor. Um, some younger-ish players. Um, so uh, excited to see what they're going to do. Um, they've got a standout guy, I, I, I think, um, in Marshall Winterbotham, I think his name is. Um, he, I think he played good in, in all of the, uh, r- different divisions. Uh, so he, he stood out to me. He played
2: last year with the wild cards, right? Yeah. Marshall with her bottom, bottom. Uh,
0: someone else, uh, arsenal seemed like they just had a like a o- Almost a brand new team. So they've still got, uh, I believe Corey, um, and who else is still on the team? of course eric jones um some of the newer players like terry from doom uh brett from riot uh, jeremy from force and marco from shade Uh, okay and so that that was like playing a brand new team i think they um are going to continue to play together and work out the kinks um but they're going to be i think they'll be a good team um uh, later in the season
1: and you had a a chance to face off against them uh brian
0: Yeah, we played them. I think we played them in most of the divisions. I think we beat them each time we played them. Um, But uh, it was definitely some really good, good games.
1: Hmm. How about you, Bill? Did you get a chance to play against the Arsenal, the new new Arsenal? No,
2: for better or for worse, me and Ryan, I think we're on opposite sides of pool play all day. So Uh, I did not get a chance to go up against Raiders, unfortunately. I really, really wanted to um, because I saw what, you guys were doing with the catching game and uh, Ryan's uh
0: working right now. <laughs> i'm i'm ha- happy we didn't play against fortune because they probably <laughs> they probably would have bested us
1: well i definitely want to talk more about the raiders but i want to say that for your match against gridlock so we can kind of deep dive deeper into what you guys are doing and sure
0: shout outs to some la teams uh there's a new team called snipers <laughs> it's got like markel joe grant uh robert um, Markarian. M- Munchie and Mitch. Um, just a bunch of fun guys um, out there just, just having a good time. It, it, it's fun to play dodgeball against teams like that. And uh, LADC, which has a lot of the guys from EXO. Uh, and then they picked up uh, Nick Factorin, Corey Fajerski, Urson, and Jamie. Um, and those teams are just, just really fun to play play against. It's always smiles and great plays, good catches, uh, and at the end of the him. day, like that's why I'm there. Nice. Well, real
1: quick, um, Connor, which one?
0: Connor's last name is, oh, um, God, I'm blanking on that. Give me a second. Keelan, Keelan yeah. Connor Keelan, yeah. Con- uh,
1: okay. And then uh, Robbie Weber, I'm guessing. Yep. Okay. And what does LADC na- uh, stand for? Does anybody know? Los Angeles Dodgeball Club. Los Angeles Dodgeball Okay.
2: Play on the soccer team that we have, uh, Los Angeles United.
1: Uh actually, speaking of the devil, so no, no, EXO, Sergio, and we're, you weren't here for round one, right?
2: No, I was not at round one.
1: Gotcha. Do you want to explain why, or is that personal?
2: Uh, I just, um, after my team quietly dissolved uh, through Colin's article, I was able to form a new team for the South.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, okay, and that's why you are the um, Southern Revolver. That makes sense. I should have picked up on that. That's why. That's why you're here, though. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, okay, cool. And then I wanted to ask about because um, you said you're here for all smiles, and then I'm noticing on your notation, and I have a vested interest in this one. Headhunters not fun. Not fun to play against. All scowls, no smiles. So defend yourself, <laughs> sir.
0: Yeah. So, um, so me, I've played now for coming up on five years, uh, of, uh, elite. And so I haven't really played against many of the players on the team, at least the, the bigger names that are coming back to, to the sport. So it was my, it was my first experience w- with them. And I, I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't have a lot of fun playing against them. Be, and I, I don't know if it was just, they were coming out with some cobwebs and they were taking it very seriously and they, they wanted to show that they've still got it um but it yeah. was a very serious game it, it was not a fun great play good job you know pat on the back it went when it was over it was scowls and let's move on so uh i wasn't the biggest fan of the headhunters fair
1: um i wasn't there so i can't uh i can't answer to that but i can kind of hi- hypothesize with you and i'll tell you yeah there, we we do have a lot to prove because we're coming out of the gates with um, a bunch of older names, older players, and it's um, – I don't want to say it's grounds to take everything so seriously because I definitely don't do that. That's not my style. Um, but I think there was just a lot to prove, especially being in Arizona, especially with some of the – not commotion or hype that was, was centered around us, but um, I think they uh, – I can't say because I wasn't there, but I think they kind of established – Yes, we, we're, we're still pretty good. Let's go ahead and move on to the fun aspect of dodgeball. But uh, I will scold them in the group chat after this. <laughs> well,
2: I, I got a question. Didn't they have Jake Mason on the team? For,
1: for no, no standing. Yep.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And yeah, I would I'm imagine... Bad. Scowls go away, smiles appear. I would hope. That's what I was going
2: <laughs> to bring up.
0: <laughs> well, there was there was an excellent play that um, somebody got on vi- video where Jake finished a game by catching Glenn. Yep. And immediately, Glenn smiling, giving him a hug, and and, and like that's the dodgeball yeah. that I like to see. It's like, hey, you caught me. That's that's great. Not like you caught me and I and now I'm mad. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I wanted like touch on that for a second because you brought up the old scowls and like I. I saw, like, a lot more, like, you know, going through the huddle and, like, having, like, fun with teams. Like, you know, we played hard, and the second was over, like, you know, we were talking and this and that. Like, um, I wonder, like, one, I think maybe everyone taking the rest ref test left, led to, like, fewer situations of, like, rule ambiguity and, um, you know, arguments caused by people not understanding the rules or, or something, but, like, overall, like, the vibe of the day was so much better um that i think i've seen it some previous rounds like less fighting on the court um play just kind of went uh there really weren't a lot of tempers um overall like uh, everything that happened like team to team stuff this is one of my favorite events that's awesome
1: yeah well chalk that up to uh the tediousness of the rules and rules go up uh smiles go up i guess yeah uh,
2: disciplinary (laughs) committees and people taking their outs because there's video cameras everywhere maybe it's because i got that 4k camera so playing with fortune uh you have every little detail
1: (laughs) yeah use that um yeah between the 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 two of you um not to stir the pot but were there any any meltdowns or any you know yellow cardings or just or has has, do you do you kind of echo what he was saying uh ryan and with with the exception of the headhunters but was the most part festive and happy
0: yeah, there actually were a couple of yellow cards, and I don't know the details about them. Um, I, I mean, I'll say our, our game against he- Headhunters it, it ended in a yellow card. Um, the big guy, I think his name's Brian, uh-uh. uh, suicided Cliff from like two f- feet away, and Cliff just like went down into like a turtle. Um, and Brian just, I think, had too much momentum and just kind of bowled over top of him. Um, and I think his leg did make contact with him, so he got a yellow card. Um, by making contact with the other team. But um, I feel like I heard there were a couple of others um, that, again, I don't know. I want to say there was a scuffle between Andy and Pion at some point. Hmm. Um, I'm sure it was, you know, hugged out. But I don't know the details of that one. I just saw some commotion on the other side of the gym. Gotcha.
1: But more or less, uh, aside from couple of small instances the, the majority was was good it's, Hey, welcome back to elite west round one's on let's play some dodgeball try to kill each other and then be friends at the end
0: yeah for the most part I, th- I think it was a was a pretty good day i i think you know some something we we also don't don't talk about much is is everyone does like to take their routes but there's the people who are the common offenders who are like oh you know that team or that person isn't going to take their finger outs or what, what, whatever. Oh, um, and as many as many cameras as you, you, you've got, um, I don't know, it's just not ingrained in certain people to just take those out. So I don't know what, what we can do to fix that.
1: Yeah, that's just a, an upbringing thing, I think, at this point. If, if you don't take your outs, then, I again, I get the not-sures. That's when, hopefully, you look at the player and respect the game enough to be like, yo, did that hit me? Or you look at the ref, or you truly don't know. But if you have a, a repeated history of that, then not cool. But um, let's go i kind of
0: feel like it, there's an average amount of saying um, if that person takes a close out like, like every other time or 50% of the, the time, then they're probably telling the truth because I trust that they're going to take that out. But if I'm playing against someone and I've never seen them take a close out, then that makes me question – did you get a clean block every single time? Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know, maybe with more cameras that, that might weed out some of the the stragglers to, to doing the right thing, but um, who knows? Well, but I, and, oh, good? Well, oh, that and like the photos. Like right now, if Vince Marchbanks is
2: commenting on a photo of you at Elite, like... Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> he's nailing for something right now.
1: Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of like that. To be honest, I know it. I know it causes. Uh, you know, it's like swatting the beehive, but just, just don't do it. Or, or you know, own it. Hey, sorry, I'll get better next time.
0: Um, Wait, who's he nailing now? So, there's a couple. Uh,
2: there's like three photos. Uh, one was from Nationals 2018, where he commented, "Interesting," um, where it m- <laughs> looked like it hit the hand on a blocker. Uh, and then, uh, some emoji reactions to possible uh
1: pinching of no sting balls. Oh boy, so. Sergio's saying, uh, more photos, the discipline committee, and uh, those outs will be looked over. So that's good. Um, kind of like the oh, is what, 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 it was uh, one of the AFC championships, NFC Saints versus Rams, that late or that like blatant hit. Um, has like a retroactive penalty now. I don't want to get too much into football, but I like that. I like that. Okay. You see it. It's there. Something is going to be done about it. Um, they're not just going to get away scot-free, but, um, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to spend too much more time on the negativity aspect of it, but I did see notes here on Roy bots. Um, Ryan, do you feel like you got a good coverage on them already previously, or was there any others that you wanted to? Because you mentioned like the great pump faking, um, good team. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think we I touched on it when we talked about them with uh, Bill er- earlier.
1: Gotcha. Um, let's see. Let's kind of go into. Let's go into your oh, team. No. Oh, sorry, I,
2: I didn't take as many notes, but uh, I think the two teams that I really wanted to shout out as well. Uh, Showtime definitely improved um oh. they were definitely more of a match this time um so shout out to them um and then uh also in that sense uh grit uh grit took us i think they took us out in both Nosting and uh 8.5 in uh in the round robin so
1: nice. seriously shout out to grit like they played awesome they're, they're a fun team to play too they're a fun team to to play with i i'm i miss them uh
0: yeah, and to follow up there, um, those are LA teams. And right now, without Doom, we've got a, you know, you've got the Raiders, you've got Gridlock um, and Thieves, uh, but you've also got, you know, like you know, like you said, the the Showtimes and, and the, the the Grits. Um, and Doom didn't really necessarily practice a whole lot with that with uh, everyone else in Los Angeles. So for a long time, it's just been pretty much the teams I just named. Um, and we've been playing together a lot. I know Tori runs uh, practice every other Saturday in a- L.A. And it's 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 Raiders. It's Showtime. It's lots of grit. Um, but uh, I think everyone's just improving ourselves by continually playing, playing a lot of eight point five in Los Angeles.
1: So that's how you guys are staying sharp. And it's um, kind of what what Tori is helping out with with uh, keeping eight point five alive. Yep. a boy. Thank you, Tori. It means a lot to me just seeing 8.5 still still clinging. Um, but let's, let's, let's kind of talk about more about the Raiders. Do um, do want to know about your match. Let's see. I think it was the first one against. Uh, let's see. Doo, 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 doo. Scrolling down in the brackets here. While
2: you're finding it, shout out to Cliff. I messaged him personally, but Cliff's catching. Uh, I watched the, the Heat versus uh, Raiders match. And Cliff was just a catching maniac. Oh my God. Cliff Ferry. Yeah. Like on his butt, making catches in like dangerous situations. Like,
1: uh, Cliff, I want your Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new, that's a new compliment now from dodgeball. Like the ultimate, like I want your Jersey. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, yeah, and if any any more pop up as we're talking, mean please feel free to to just chime in there with with the shout outs. That's that's what this is all for. But um, let, let's go ahead and go into your match with Gridlock, uh, Ryan, because uh, I want to hear more about them, what they look like, and the fact that you took them four three. What do you recall from that battle? What was that like?
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was a really close it was a really close battle um, to start off. I think uh, it was, I think there was like a one on one with Joe Fernandez and Cliff and Joe Fer- Fer- Fernandez Claw caught Cliff to go them up one zero. 0 on us.
1: Joe Fernandez caught a caught 8.5 ball? Yep, caught from, an 8.5 from ball. From Cliff like, on I purpose? Mean, it wasn't
0: even, wasn't even his stomach. It was like up by his, like, his, his, his ear. Um, oh, my. And he yeah, got his hand, hands on it. It was a really great play. Um, but I kind of feel like we're evenly matched with those guys. Um, like I said, we, we, we see them around. Um, and, yeah, it was it, – it, so our match with them went – one, 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 one. And then uh, I think Raiders took the final two to, to win it. Uh, But it was, they've got great catchers. They've got, they've got really smart players, you know, in miles um, and kale, Josh, they just like, know they've got really high dodgeball IQ. So it's always a fun game to play against them.
1: Yeah. They're, they're a fun, fun group, but, You know if you take your eyes off them or you make a mistake they'll capitalize on it and uh if joe's catching that's that's awesome i know i'm giving him a hard time but uh good on him and
0: um I think the only thing that gave us an edge against them is that um, for the last like six months, the Raiders have been just been practicing constantly together and working on our game. Um, And I don't, I don't think gridlock gets to practice together as much. I think they show up and rely on well, we've done this for a long time. Uh, We're, we're going to be good. Um, And they, they, they do. Uh, But yeah, like I said, we've just been practicing together a lot. R- more r- recently, yeah. Forgive my
2: sophomore, uh, you know, ness, but like I watched like a 2014 match of like Doom versus Gridlock, and I was like, oh, this team's been around
1: for like ever. Like I did not realize that. Yeah, no, they don't know how it took me this long to figure that out. And and Ryan, you have a really good point about teams that have existed for so long. They kind of just chalk up preparation as just the experience that they've had for so long and they'll just show up without practicing. And eventually now they'll lose two teams that do practice. So I'm glad you brought that up. And again, for the teams out there that are frustrated or not knowing what to do next or not sure it's practice, man, it's uh it's conditioning It's practice. That's what's going to be the make or break when two teams are kind of even matched in terms of talent. But um, to, to go back to what you're saying, Bill, yeah, they've, they've been around for, for quite some time now. Um, longer. I think I want to say like, 2011 12 maybe and I know it's because everybody loves their their jerseys the the collar jerseys are like a trademark gridlock thing and everybody loves them for it but um, let's go back to do you want to talk about your match with rise Ryan
0: Um, you know our match with rise I think we took one off of them um, and then we played them earlier in the day and round, round Robin and I actually would think we went two and one against them too. So, um, they're, you, you know, they're, they're, classic rise. They, they play smart. Um, yeah, like I said, we were able to take a couple of games from them, but, um, o- overall just slow and steady wins the race there. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I think, I think in terms of my, my team, we need to slow it down just a little bit, um, and try to play, play each team, um, Uh, with the strategy that's going to fit that style i I don't think you can play crisis the same way you're going to play rise um and you need to come in with a strategy of who you're playing against yeah
1: rise is definitely slow and steady runs the race and they will they will kind of make you play their game unless you can get a a good jump on them um real quick sir just saying gridlock is rebranded elite eight team uh formerly the dream killers and i'm remembering now that team name and uh that's exactly what you hear, Sergio. That's awesome, catch, man. Fun fact: so twenty eleven is about when they started to to appear. Um, to touch back on uh, an anecdote from earlier, so you went four three
2: against Gridlock to go against Rise. Like, how fast did you have to play that match afterward? Okay. Uh, did you have time, or was it like straight into it? Because Rise went four zero against Arsenal right beforehand, so I'm interested in hearing like. What you had to do between the match and how much time you had, and
0: I don't think it was an entire um, round of w- w- waiting, but there was certainly enough time that I don't think anyone felt rushed. Uh, it was just play next, and we were ready. Cool. Um,
1: wanted to ask. Let's see. Let me go back to fortune. So your first game was uh, against Thieves, Bill?
2: Yeah. That how, was, uh, how was that? That was a, a good match. I think they took the first one off of us or one of those early ones. Um, but a lot of credit to like uh, Ruan on that one and uh, just a lot of like you know hitting our shots. Um, we had a couple uh, nice opportunities where like hitting the shot and getting the ball back from it. Um, and, but, uh, like a lot of catching, uh, I know Ruwan uh, caught a cross court from Glenn to, to end like one match and, um, just very fortune-esque play. Like that we got to play our style. We didn't have to make any, um, major like changes or anything like that. Just cool. We know the play. We know what we're going to do. It was very, uh, like step by step for us. Um and I, I love playing against those guys. Um if you watch the match like I, I have so much fun playing against that team. Um that they're a ton of fun to play against and I look forward to seeing thieves over and over again. Like those are fun matches. They, they they're definitely push me. I think Xander got like a Xander got like around my blocking ball and hit like my back foot on one match. Like Okay. <laughs> it's it, it was a weird shot, but he, he got it.
1: Yeah, I look forward to playing them more. That's pretty pretty dang impressive with an 8.5 ball foam. Sure, whatever you can make that ball teleport if you wanted to, but uh, with an 8.5, that that's pretty that's gnarly. Um, and they went seated eighth, so obviously they did pretty good for you know 8.5 not being their thing or not being their their preferred preferred ball choice. Um, yeah, oh, Glenn was catching all day. Like
2: every time I'd, I'd be watching a a, a Thebes match, Glenn was was making catches.
1: he's he's nuts just a black hole of of balls to catch um well speaking of of teams whose 8.5 isn't really their thing what can you tell me about heat
2: okay so that's the match i watched right before this just because i knew that was going to be like you know the the one seed uh going down to fortune uh that was um Oh, now it's all gonna go right out of my head, huh? Since <laughs> you um, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh Vince did a great job of like I don't know, like playing against Vince is something else. Um, but you know, there are some times where we got him out or um they would take those those shots off the rush and uh they'd either hit them or Mark would somehow survive it. Um that was always I don't know how Mark does it. Mark staying alive. Um Mark Sweetball on fortune, just to make that clear. Okay. I was like, um, uh,
1: Mark, uh, Acom? <laughs> Uh,
2: yeah. Like once again, though, like a lot of, uh, it shows our like perseverance. Like, I think we went down to, Oh, we came back and tied it up two two. They took the next one. Um, and then we took the next two back to back. Um, we got lucky in game seven where a ball hit. uh, think it was hodge or or someone and uh bounced up and vince tried to catch it and i guess went off balance and and couldn't make the the catch and so we ended up with the double out and um actually i'm trying to see someone yeah i think i ruwan really stood out in that match um like the whole team really like you know we we played our match we, we played our game and we persevered i'm really proud of us with that match
1: i was really gonna say perseverance um over overcame for that match um yeah because i was i was wondering what happened i was expecting you know with vince uh being as uh as much of an impact player as he is uh I, i was not surprised to see heat take first seed um i was expecting a little bit better of a finish especially after all the uh the meme uh talking that took place but uh I'm curious what's going to happen now. Like, they're going to go back and regroup, and then, uh, yeah, are they going to come out stronger, or are they going to kind of sit? I think they're tied for fifth right now, so I'm just curious at what changes they're going to make. Because I know one thing about Doom is um, that they they'll change and, and adapt as needed when uh, something isn't working. Same thing with like teams like Rise. So I, I'm, I'm not uh, not immediately going to write them off. Definitely going to give them some some fire memes in the next coming days, but. Uh, I'm just curious to see how how it plays out, but um, also like shout out to Isidro, like he
2: says he's not an eight-point-five player, oh, but whatever. he was making catches so that were gnarly. Like it's that guy it's, it may not be his ball, but his, it's a ball he does well with.
1: I wish I could just watch what it's like from his point of view and just experience what he's experiencing when he snags balls out of nowhere. Like he can go on such a hot streak and just catch virtually anything within like a three-foot radius of him. Or he'll run across the court and still snag a ball at some that you know you're not even trying to throw that at the guy and he'll still gobble it up but um that's what I like I like because they they obviously like foam they like no sting but I like seeing them do really well in 8.5 it's just good to see that talent kind of go across all three and uh yeah Cedro if you're listening man you you are an 8.5 player maybe not by by preference but you know he's still pretty solid solid player um kind of want to go back before we go into the the final match, obviously, Crisis is going to be a team I really want to talk about. But were there any other teams um, that, that stood out that we haven't really covered? Um, I know we kind of talked about some of the more Pacific Northwest teams, and this can go to you too, Ryan, as well. But any teams kind of like in this second wave that we haven't really addressed? I know it was awesome seeing Yastuvo come back. Um, bummer that they took out my old team, Grit, but also kind of cool. And, of course, they would have to face Headhunters. So there's, there's not like a, a rivalry or bitterness, but there's like a friendly... Competition going on between those two teams since way back in like 2009. So, unfortunately, I missed that. But, um, what other teams were out there? Like, I saw Smash, um, Dystopia. Yeah. I got shout out to, to Havoc. Like, seems Havoc. Havoc like
2: in the entire tournament, um, especially, uh, Tim. <clears throat> like, they, I don't know if maybe, uh, like they, they just like stepped it up. Like, they, they were a tough team to, to face off against. Like I saw intensity from them constantly. Like they were going for everything. They were following through with everything. There was like uh, a lot of power in everything they did. Like nothing was easy or, or given up easy going for every catch it it, it had because a solid team. What's yeah, that? I
0: agree, and and the change from not having Brody to adding Kinney uh, was, uh, I think, changes their dynamic just a little bit.
1: Now, does that change them into being less offensive, more? No, so I think or? they,
0: I think they put Kenny on the corner, and I want to say Andy kind of plays that middle arm, um, like Brody did, uh, which changes them and actually puts a- Andy a little more at risk sometimes so I saw him go, going for a lot more dodge plays than being able to block from the corner with a ball
1: gotcha and um, was Daniel Rock there is he still yep. okay so he, he's, he showed up that's good
0: um, yeah to touch on I uh, Rainbow's um, I think took headhunters uh, went, went down to, to them 3-4 uh, four, uh, I, that was kind of su- surprising not to see them towards the top, um, which I'm typically used to seeing them there.
1: Yeah. So when I was, when I tuned in, um, I was also, I think I was either messaging Nate or Carrie. And I was like, hey, where are you guys at? You know, what what's going on? And you're like, oh, they just 4 3 Rainbows. Like, oh, that's, that's pretty big. Um, so who's left? Cause, you know, you expect Rainbows being top four. So I was excited when that happened. That was, that was a great, um, great win there um but can you kind of walk me through that did you get a chance to see it or can you kind of comment on how the rainbows looked overall i mean with brandon there that guy's a monster he's fun to watch i don't know how he throws without dislocating his elbow and his shoulder but um you know how'd they look overall
0: um 8.5 from what i could saw from what what i saw they uh played normal um as i would have seen them but uh i they're they're no sting. I, I don't think they're the biggest fans of no sting. So right. they didn't look the the best at no sting.
1: And Bill, any comments on them? I think they're, I'll say that I, I always associate you guys as like the same group, but there's there's like a huge difference in time and, and location. But uh, any comments? With on rainbows
2: them? and Fortune. Right. I mean, so before yeah. like Fortune was formed, like, and we had, uh, we would play like, P and W teams constantly like when they were tacos and pizza and they came as uh, rainbows before the first time Fortune ever played together um, at the Seattle Dodgeball Classic So I mean we've we've played with and against them in various forms for at least the five years I've played together and I mean I know the Portland Seattle rivalry goes on for years and years and years and
1: has not always been as uh, nice as it, is, uh, as it is now right. Is, uh, speaking of rivalry and whatnot, is Michael Coy still a piece of crap, still a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> uh, I do have a serious question, though. This is for both of you. Um, Bill, were you team taco or team pizza before Sergio asks?
2: Oh, I'm I'm from New York, so I'm team pizza man. Like, nice. If I didn't say that, like I, I wouldn't be allowed back in that state.
1: Fair enough. How about you, Ryan? I would call myself team taco. Team taco. Sergio, I need to pull you back online. What are you? I don't think we have established that.
2: Are you asking me what team am I on?
1: Yep, Team Taco or Pizza? Taco, it's all day. All right. Now that that's out of the way, Um, (laughs) before we move on to Crisis, uh, because I'm sure that's going to take some time, is there any other teams that I might have overlooked or any plays, players that we might have, I won't say ignored, but just kind of glossed over that you guys want to mention?
0: You know, I don't think we've talked um, much about Downpour, but they weren't in my bracket or, or or my pool, so I didn't get to see them much.
1: No, yeah, I was gonna ask like uh, about James Alston. It's great seeing that guy and seeing him still still compete. Um, but I guess we'll have to check out some highlights and see how he did, how, how Downpour did. Looks like they seeded eleven. That's pretty good. Um, how about you, Ryan? Any any teams or, or players you wanted to highlight before we move on?
0: No, I think that's good. Awesome.
1: Well, let's go ahead and uh, get into crisis. So, I just want to preface this with I would think about what kind of team it would take to beat Doom and over, you know, beat the the constant reigning champion, which, with the exception of last year, was Rise. But you know, for the lo- longest time, it was Doom. Nonstop, and so I was just like, "What? What kind of team would have to come together to make this happen?" And I guess we got our answer with crisis. Uh, what do you guys think about that statement before we begin?
2: Crisis is a different beast.
1: Yeah, this is like thousand-yard stare look in your eye, Bill. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, well, I mean, kind of. Um, it there. It's so different to play against them than it is any other team. Um, at least from like fortune's perspective, uh, and the teams we faced off against, like there's not many teams that can play that style. Um, I, I think the closest one um, I would say is uh, Rainbows in a way, where um, Rainbows will want to force that pace to pick up. Like they want to play fast, they want to play fast, they want to play fast, and they want to make you pay, play that speed because they know they can come out in situations. I think with the crisis. They want to speed up the game because with someone like uh catch him, like his kill distance is crazy. I saw him taking like 40 foot shots he that can, were like uncatchable. He can kill you from the parking lot. He
1: yeah, he, he yeah. can take you out of the back. it doesn't
2: matter where he is. It's uh yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's absolutely crazy. And so with them like forcing um situations like they're going to come out ahead because if you're most of the time when they're picking up the pace, they're forcing that that right side to be looked at, and you can't sleep on Ryan. Ryan knows his stuff. He's putting that pressure there. He will take that out. You have Brody and uh, Tad and all them in the middle that can catch. Like you're not getting easy outs on this team. No. You're, if you play their pace, you're going to lose. You you have to do something different. You cannot fall into their trap. They are a hole, and the second you fall into the hole, you're done
1: yeah i love i love their their logo um i don't know if this is a planet just getting destroyed by by meteorites but it
2: no it's that's a
1: ball that, that catches going, like <laughs> just constant heat just <laughs> that's bombardment a perfect illustration. yeah it's, it's it's i hate to say it but yeah it it's it's a sick looking it, it sets the tone for that team and i'm kind of looking over um tyler spiel on them and um yeah, you know, just to kind of skip over, he just says uh, top to bottom, there is no team in the country that boasts as much talent as them, and with Ketchum, Pine, and Brody leading the chart, that that's like the three horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, there's four. I know there's four, but I'm only reading Ketchum, Pine and Brody. So the fourth, I mean, it could be what Tad. It could be uh, is Mike McGee on that team? I think that's part of the whole rule thing. But we'll just say <laughs> three for now. Let, let's 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 let them figure out who their fourth horseman <laughs> is. But that is just, uh, yeah, that's a lot. Um,
0: yeah, Tad played really well this weekend um, for Crisis, And yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, they're a fast-paced team. I, I think uh, that's why I think Raiders um, can play well against them in that we can also be a fast-paced team. Um, I think they crushed us at 8.5 when we played them. Uh, but in No Sting, that was our very first No Sting game. And I think... I wouldn't say this is a weakness, but they are a, they skew to a younger team and coming out for the no sting. I don't know if they just weren't, they were just kind of easing into their day or, or what it was, but, uh, Raiders two owed them on, in, in, in no sting, Hmm. um, to start off like right off. We were like, Whoa, did we just beat them? That's insane. Now, if we played them in seven games, they would, they would crush us. But, um, it, it was shocking to beat them and that if you play fast and can hit those shots um, and you come up with some crazy catches, uh, you can beat them, I guess.
1: Yeah, a lot of things have to align for you to get the upper advantage on them, uh, playing fast and connecting your shots. If you're putting four balls and catch them, you, you sure as crap better hit them. Otherwise, you're going to pay for that. Um, and I know this is from practicing. Uh, Headhunters has the, we have the fortune and misfortune, as I said in a previous episode. Of getting to practice with them so it makes us sharper um, but at the same time it's also it would be nice to not die during every practice and not feel like we're going to but they definitely um, if you can slow them down and kind of just I don't want to say because it's different with Pion and I made this comment uh, during the tribute recap I don't know if you might remember Bill but it just seems like they're a bunch of cannons kind of vying for who's gonna throw but then you throw pie in, in there, and I think he kind of brings stability to that and control. You're not in your head. So like, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like That was missing in the Tribune. It was obviously there for for West. So from what you've seen, just playing against them and watching, do they look like they were more controlled? Do they even have to be? Or was it just, a, a, like have they, as they've been saying, a complete sweep?
2: Yeah, I think every time I saw Ketchum get out, Payan was like, okay, like I am going to lead this court now. And we're like, I don't think they really huddled until Ketchum got out. And then Payan led that court. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm only going to see so much. Um, But that having him be the guard on, on Ketchum is absolutely crazy. Like shout out to Rwan for doing as well as he did against that, that combo on that right corner. Like, that's, that's death it's staring you in the eyes right there. What is that number ranked one and number two on the last year's power ranking? Yeah. That's like, a great combination. You want to fight. <laughs> it's that's, it's nuts.
0: It's absolutely nuts. That's crazy. Um, You, you so, know, sorry to jump in there. I, I think um, some, like a team like rise had kind of, when they came along from, from what I hear had kind of set that tone of like, now we play with corners and, And here's the new style of dodgeball, and you got to slow it down to get the wins crisis. And I don't know if this is how it was back in the day, have like a brand new style of like, you put your cannon right in the middle and you just let him light people up. Uh, And as long as you can protect him, uh, that's, that's what you do now. Is that what, what rise does with Chris Bell or Stott? Probably. But um, for some reason it just feels so much more overpowering with someone like catch
1: So to, to answer that question for you, um, Rise's style used to be put Timmy in the middle and they used to call him the presser and his sole role was to uh okay, oh just call him Timmy. I meant Tim. Um, if yeah that, that's 2007 me talking, but he would be there to just draw fire because he was so good at blocking, so good at dodging, he would do that. So you'd expend all your ammo on him, miss and then they would come at you with whoever was on the team at that time um, their cannon, so to speak. So it used to be, big throwers on the left and the right and your best dodger slash berserker, whatever you want to call them in the middle uh, that's obviously since changed so kind of kind of cool that you brought that up but um uh, yeah i didn't want to interrupt you but i did want to throw in that little fanboy fact right there <clears throat> um i want to say real quick actually going back to crisis so they have all this power right but then i think when you have ryan there and tad i think they bring intelligence to the team that uh without it they would just be i don't want to say like easy to beat if you can survive the onslaught then you can overtake them but because you have ryan because you have tad it's like like you said earlier like not every out is going to be easy you have to fight for every single one and curious to see how it's going to play out with uh rounds two three and, and nationals but um before we move on do you guys have any other comments about crisis or any other teams i think Crisis was I wanted to save for last. So, any thoughts there, Bill? Well, oh God!
0: <laughs> just, just still reliving so still it. it.
1: Still <laughs> <with> it still. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Just oh God. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm having like
2: flashbacks. Like, uh, I, someone has a video of me like trying to block a shot of like I think that pie and through, and like I had I like jumped and had the ball down, and like. It basically made me one of those birds that like drinks the water out of the cup and like forced me onto my stomach. Like it hit me so hard, like just hitting my blocking ball rotated me in the air and I was like on my stomach. I'm like, okay, this is absolutely nuts. So
1: yeah. Fair enough. How about you, Ryan? Any, uh, any final thoughts on crisis or open overall?
0: No. Um, you know, they're clearly uh, the number one team right now. I think, You've got Crisis as one, Rise as two. Um, I think the next couple of spots, you know, you've got Fortune and Heat and Rainbows up there. But um, I think Havoc, Headhunters, I even think Raiders, even all have a shot to do uh, really well and finish towards the top in the next couple of tournaments. Um, seems, yeah, seems like we've got the set, maybe at least the top nine, 10 teams are going to be your top 10 teams for 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 the West.
2: Yeah. I I think one thing to call out, and we talked about this earlier with new teams in that like playing together consistently is going to improve you. And this is Heat's first 8.5 event. And the first time I think we've seen Vince play with Heat. Um, I don't know if there's been other events. Uh, This is the first one I'm aware of. And like I expect them to be even better like the next time we see them. Like, I don't think we've given that credit to them yet that this was their first go. Um, so I look forward to seeing them and, and what they do.
1: Yeah, as I, as I may have said with Payan, um, I'm pretty sure Vince has that element that he's going to be like, okay, let's let re-examine what went wrong and and show up having learned better of ourselves for round two and definitely not writing them off. And you look at who's tied for fifth right now, Heat, rainbows Raiders, Havoc. I mean, that can... It, it can go to anybody. I think Crisis is probably gonna stay on first for rounds two and three, that's my prediction, but two through five is is open to anybody. Um but do you want to actually go over like so let's go over the, the last power rankings and we'll kinda close it out with this possibly. So power rankings one was Rise, two was Crisis, three was Heat, four was Rainbows, five was Fortune, six was Thieves, seven was Havoc, eight was Gridlock, nine was Headhunters, and ten was Raiders. So now that you guys had to kind of live this through um, and looking at you, Ryan, what would you say the newest power rankings or updated ones would be?
0: Yeah. I'd say you flip the top two, you put crisis as one rises two. Um, fortune jumps up a lot because of how they finished uh, in second place. So I put them at three um, heat, I think did pretty much how they thought they were going to do. Um, but fortune taking that second place, I think jumps them above the heat. Um, rainbows, I think they dropped, dropped one place just to, um, have fortune jump up there. um, havoc, uh, did pretty much status quo, uh, headhunters, I think jumped up because of how they finished. Um, the Raiders, I think at 10, I think we jump up to about eight and then I think thieves and gridlock drop because of their losses. Um, they probably didn't fit finish as well as they wanted to. Um, but it's still anybody's game there. And then you've still got Downpour, Arsenal, and Grit, kind of on that borderline, um, trying to break into that top ten. Just waiting um, but for we'll that. See how do.
1: Yeah, just waiting for that team to drop and and show up stronger with uh, with lessons learned for round two. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree. I mean, you know, the the bias portion of me from headers wants to say no, put us up there, like sixth or fifth, maybe. But um, as we just talked about can't write off heat as much as you want to. Um, there's just too much experience in that team. So I think rein in the, uh, the younger guys, get them focused on whatever they need to do to, to get better. And they're, they're still going to be a contender and not go anywhere.
0: I, I mean, Headhunter's big, biggest thing is going to be, what do they do without Billy for round two? And yeah, because I think he was a game changer for how they performed at round one. And so I'm really excited to see what they do in, yep. in round two.
1: I'll, uh, I'll give you some insight on what exactly we're going to do. And that is, we'll figure it out later, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, uh, that, that is probably why, like I said, as much as I'd like to see top five power rankings, uh, we're, we're probably going to be seven until we figure that out. And, it, uh, the good thing is we've got a lot of practice to do until then, but, um, Sergio made the comment, uh, Vince will give Heat uh, the stability, like Pine gives a crisis, and that is uh, very cool, very terrifying, And uh, but I agree. So Otherwise, it's going to be the same Heat team from last year, and I don't think anybody remembers them. So That was some shade, by the way, uh, Heat, if you guys are listening. How about you, Bill? What are your thoughts on top 10, at least with what's presented here? Would you agree with this, or what would you shift around? I my, my main,
2: I think Havoc is lower rated than I, I would want them to be, but I don't know where they would go. Like, you have Crisis at one, and that seems solid to me. And then two through six, sorry to both of you at seven and eight, but, like, that, that next five, like, it's it's nuts, that, that next five. Right. Um, Havoc was... You know they lost to crisis in single elimination, and I, I think if they didn't face them, um, they they would have had a, a deeper run. Um, just from the intensity I saw them playing, um, like I, I didn't get to see a lot of rainbows, but um, from what I know of their play, like they're it's yeah, I don't know. They're they're kind of in that that crisis boat where they want to pick up the pace and. You know, I, I think they belong in that mid, that mid two to six. But does Havoc belong above, above Rainbow's? Um, I, I also, where did Rise fall to? Rise fell to Crisis, right? Uh, let
1: me see. Yeah, and, and this right, yeah. like
2: Havoc taking two off Crisis. Havoc was the only team to take two off Crisis. Like, just to call that out. And I think that's a, a fact that's like gone under like appreciated, like everyone else went four one against them or four. 0 And mm-hmm. so I think havoc has, um, like I, I think they're going to have a better season than the power rankings giving them right now. Um, so maybe I bumped them to five and Rainbow's at six. Um, I look forward to, uh, seeing my fellow PNW players soon and to hear why that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, (laughs) I I know I'm going to hear it. Uh, (laughs) You will pay for this bill. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, I want to see Rainbows and and Havoc play. Um, If that video is out there, I'm going to watch that. But both those teams are are different this year, right? Like, uh, Rainbows had their swap at Nationals. Um, Havoc having it this year, I I don't know. This The the top four is going to be uh yeah I don't think it's set like I think crisis is up there, rise is probably up there, and then that third and fourth spot is is up for grabs by anyone. Like, there's no guarantees.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and I agree. There there's a bit of a line in in between six and seven there to say any team that's seven and down is going to have to um, step up their game to be able to break into that top six because the top six i I think are are pretty established good teams
1: that and i think there's going to have to be some upsets um crisis is just going to eat crap on round two for some of these teams to get into the top two or top three i think um and yeah we'll see if that happens so you know as as i might have prefaced i might have to Reiterate it in the, in the post and whatnot, but I, I really don't want to go too much into no sting. Um, my my focus right now has just been open 8.5 and women's to just make sure we give those divisions their due, and not try to keep everybody on here for three, four hours at a time. But I do want at least kind of somewhat talk about no sting. Um, let's start with you, Ryan. What were your what were your thoughts here? I'm looking at your notes, so we can kind of start there. Just real quick, round robin highlight teams that you wanted to mention.
0: Yeah, okay so um, no sting I think was uh, it was it was, it was a fun time it was just like playing it was like replaying the tournament over again you're just playing with, with a new ball style um, a majority of the teams finished I want to say pretty close to where they did in 8.5 um, but I think there were some noticeably some teams who kind of dropped off um, I don't think no sting is their ball um, and there were some teams that kind of finished better than they did at 8.5 so like thieves i think did pretty well at no sting and they're pretty much a no sting team so um you would you would expect that
1: it's funny because uh in the group chat or, or maybe nate was t- talking to me um he's like yeah no sting's dumb we're not doing it anymore and so teams that dropped off headhunters like yeah we're not we're not this is not our ball and we're not going to try so um there's definitely that i definitely agree with you there and um <clears throat> it's. I don't want to say it's kind of good. I don't know how this comes across, but um, looking at the actually I'm looking at the the brackets here, yeah, it, it's it talking about heat not being down for the count. Like they took third, so that seems to align more with where they belong. But um, what about you, Bill? What are your, some of your thoughts on on No Sting?
2: Yeah. Um, one, we got to play against LADC first, and they're such a fun team to play against. Like. I look forward to seeing them play more and more. Um, especially because we, you know, picked up Robbie for uh fortune for our Tribune run. And uh, you know, we were throwing catches at him despite knowing exactly what he was capable of. So shout
1: out to him, Mike. Robbie he's, Weber, you he's said awesome. Say again. You said earlier that was Robbie Weber. Robbie yeah. Weber, okay. yeah. Gotcha.
2: Um Yeah, and then I, I think we kind of hit the same uh, the same issue that Havoc faced in 8.5 is that we hit crisis early, mm. right? So we finished like the fourth seed um, of the day for No Sting, and then hit crisis. Like we, we probably should have faced around later, so to speak. Uh, but uh, thanks, thanks Ryan for taking them out in that early match. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, well, like I said, it, it was just like to start the, the day and I, I, you know, it takes a while for you to get your grip right to say, Oh, now I'm holding a no sting ball and not an 8.5 ball. Um, so it could have just been a lucky, a lucky thing. Yeah. I'm looking at, uh, It takes a lot of luck to be crisis with just luck.
1: Yeah. You're going to have to be a very, very lucky person. Yeah. for that like, to happen. I, I've
2: seen your highlights, Ryan. Don't, <laughs> don't be modest.
0: You know, like you were saying er- er- earlier, um, Cliff just had an insane weekend. Um, tons of catches, tons of kills. Um, it was a, it was a team thing, but but Cliff Cliff played great.
1: Oh God, Sergio's like you can say it doesn't take luck, but good fortune. Yeah, we went there already, Sergio. <laughs> yeah, well, even oh, good boy. fortune lost to Crysispora. Yeah, like, I think uh, your fortune ran out there
0: with four to zero. You know these. Yep. It's. I mean, this is the same with all sports, but these, n- these numbers don't really tell the story. So like yeah. the, the Raiders lost the heat here for zero and three of those games came down to a one-on-one um, where it could have been anybody's uh, could have been anybody's match. So yes, it says four. it looks like we got crushed, but um, was actually a lot closer uh, than uh, that.
1: That wasn't the case. Yeah. And, um, East panel said that and so did Brenda. Um for me, the outsider, you know, looking at a piece of paper, I see four oh, four oh, I think, oh, shut out sweep. But um, uh, as you're saying, the reality of it was no, that was there was a lot of battles down to the last person. So um thank you for pointing that out actually. Um before we move on from no sting, uh let's just talk about the power rankings real quick, Ryan. If you just kinda wanna through them real fast? Because there is a little bit of a difference here that I see from 8.5.
0: Yeah, I would say the top three are, are very similar to the 8.5 and you got your Crisis, your Rise, and your Heat. Even though um, the, the no-sting isn't, isn't Rise's is best ball, um, they they played well. And uh, I think they still finished second place there. Um, Havoc still at the top. Thieves did jump up and actually finished there in fifth. I, I think they played great. Fortune, as you know, is going to be a top team. Um, Raiders, we, we played great at Nosting, um, so we finished at Round 7. Um, some new teams now, we've got Downpour and Showtime showing up in the top 10, uh, and they both played really, really great to get in there. So nice. um, good to see Showtime in there. And then Rainbows coming in at 10. Um, I just don't think it's their favorite ball style. And then on the borderline, I would say you got the Roy bots and grit just barely missing out. On I'm top so 10.
2: happy to hear that. Like, I think this is the first time Roy has had a mention in like that top 10, right? Like uh, you, you saw it in your match, Ryan. Like, uh, I, uh, what's his name? Uh, not what's his name? I, I know it. Uh, Alvin Bryan, uh, who just joined Roy bots, uh, for this round, I think he's playing more with them um i think this is like his real his first real no sting event and he killed it with a no sting ball like That's... he does not practice that as far as i'm aware um is on my comp eight and a quarter foam team uh he was on my rubber team he's known for you know winning the I would not say for work twice like but doesn't have a history of
1: no sting and i think everyone was pleasantly shocked with with his uh with his display this might upset the other regions but i can think of no better place to get baptized in no sting than elite west round one like this is where you this is where you go to 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 get thrown into the into the fray but um yeah i kind of echo what you said Yeah, you know, i like seeing grit at the consideration for a borderline you know top 10 uh just because playing with them last year it was hey let's just try to get middle of the pack you know let's just do better that we did last time and to see that improvement continue is, is awesome. I'm always going to be pulling for them, uh, until we play against them. Then I must crush them into the ground. But, uh, until that day comes, like, it's good seeing that also. So definitely feel you there, right? Um, Bill.
0: And I would also add some noticeable misses that we just don't see here. Like the headhunters, um, arsenal gridlock who you, who do pretty well in 8.5 and just don't make the, make the cut here.
1: Actually, I'm glad you said that because Sergio said something really cool about Rise, and that is very true. And that is, uh, though Rise is not a no-sting team by design, they have a blueprint that clearly works um, in, in most all forms. So this is a great testament to that. So to rag on my team, I'll just brag on my team and nobody else. Like, yeah, if we want to contend, we have to be able to do so uh, with any ball, any rule style. And you get that blueprint or you get that uh, core, whatever it is, figured out. Um, that really shows your cohesion as a team and your skill, instead of just saying, "No, nah, it's not my ball. I'm not going to play." Um, yeah, but, but you know, tweets their own. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but that's just my my observation there, uh, kind of aligning with Sergio's. Uh, agreed. Um. Well, I think that's all I have. I'm, i kind of wanted to cover Showdown a little bit, but I think I'm going to wait until we get a little bit more closer to towards like the the last four and can you actually watch those rounds because it's just like watching uh it's like a turkey shoot i don't really i have not really had a chance to follow that too well but um before we wrap up um and we'll just go down the line start with you bill any final thoughts any observations or outlooks towards uh round two or takeaways or you know what are you gonna what are you gonna think about this weekend now that round one's done yeah um I think a lot's going to be uh, making
2: the adjustments that we noticed um, at, at this point. Like if, if you don't, after round one, you should really be coming up with a plan for the teams that you didn't uh, face off well against um, and really try to understand like why. I know I'm gonna be doing a lot of that now. Uh, we took video of almost everything and, um, you know, tighten up things and, and this is the time to work on feedback, not not day of. and. I'm going to be diving into every single video we did and and really trying to get that. And at the same time, like I I look forward to seeing these brackets shuffle around and, um, seeing how teams face off against each other. And, um, I don't know, like, like we said earlier, like these, the top six to 10 teams, like they can all contend with each other. Like no one's a walkover. Um, like it's a hard day. Like you got to bring your all to every single game to come out ahead. So I, I look forward to uh, round two and to, to show consistency, like hopefully fortune can take another uh, second place, at least, you know, keep,
0: keep climbing. Yeah. But, uh... yeah I'll jump in there. So uh, overall fun weekend. Um, I think elite made a lot of good changes in some of the things that, that, that they did. I, I hope they continue to tweak it uh, and improve it for what's not quite working out. Um, Something I hope to see um, for all the teams, uh, we specifically built our our team because everybody lived in LA and we could practice together. And I hope that pays off. I hope the teams that are able to practice together and work on their game improve and the teams that kind of just throw a bunch of hired guns together from from all over, I'm hoping that plays into their uh, not success um, whereas teams that get their practice together, hope, hopefully they can build and grow. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bored with
1: that. Um, and that's, that's one of the main reasons why I left grit and I, I told on, um, when I agreed to play with them last year, I was like, just so you know, I'm probably going to be like a one to two year commitment. Uh, but I'm definitely going to leave you for an Arizona team. Cause I want that. Um, especially as I keep saying, you know, I'm, I'm like maybe one two three years left um, i want those to be spent building an arizona-based team and the headhunters is a really convenient way to kind of have that as a platform or a launch pad but I, I definitely agree the teams that play together consistently practice together even go so far as to hang out and socialize together and form that true team cohesion i imagine and i kind of hope are going to be the teams that actually come out ahead rise being a great example yeah they import Allen and uh and chris and chad but they also fly to san diego to do their little boot camps or, or practices and uh it shows and I, I realized this after years of watching doom like they're always together they were always uh playing together and i think that's going to pay off and we'll see we'll see if crisis is the team that says no we can pe- get people from anywhere it doesn't matter or we'll see uh what happens with the final following uh two to ten slots but uh yeah i agree with you man on that one <clears throat> um but yeah i think that's all i got um guys thank you so much for for hopping on and 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 taking such copious notes this excites me i love seeing this it it makes um it helps me capture as much as possible so it's definitely not unnoticed and definitely not uh it's definitely appreciated so um i look forward to the next one i'll just leave it at that
0: got it thanks man yep
1: yeah thank you for putting this together for sure, um, and then Sergio, thank you, man, for for hanging out in the background and giving us intel. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly with this. But uh,
2: I'm glad I can help out. Uh, even though I wasn't there this round, I mean, I was just doing everything I can, and you guys did a great job with the notes and the recap So for uh, sure, kudos to you, Bill and Ryan.
1: Awesome. Thank and you. Then- thank you. Thank you. So that was uh, what I hope would be a very thorough recap of the Elite West Round 1 Open uh, Tournament, Open Division, that took place on March 9th and 10th, and uh, first off, congratulations to Crisis for taking first, Fortune for taking second, and Rise for taking third, and since we were able to kind of just barely cover it, uh, congratulations to Crisis for taking No Sting uh, first, Rise for taking second, and Heat for taking third. Uh, don't feel too great about skipping co-ed or foam, um, but a lot of that just had to do with time constraints and just being able to, I don't want to This this might sound uh, mean or hurtful, but I, I don't want to focus too much on those divisions just yet. I want my, the majority of my focus to be open 8.5 and women's, and I'm kind of bummed it took me this long to figure this out, but I think having the women's division covered separately with its own panel or soon to be panel um, is the way I wanna go moving forward. That way uh, our panelists don't have to just wait in the background and sync hours of their evening waiting for a chance to speak for 20 to to 30 minutes. So definitely I'm proud of this new format. I really hope that it's received well. Um, Ryan, Bill, guys, thank you so much uh, for taking the notes uh, leading into this recap. I think that probably helps the most. And Sergio, thank you so much, man, for always giving feedback, for always fact-checking me, especially after the fact, and I can't do anything about it, but now you can. And on that note, uh, so when I say people are live in the group chat, for those that actually want to participate, uh, until i figure out how to stream these events um, you're more than welcome to join us in the chat uh, we can put you on mute and you can kind of just feed us intel on your team on your observations and we'll just kind of talk about it in real time as we're having the panel discussion this is a great way for people to, to uh, participate who may not have the sound setup that i'm looking for or if you're shy and don't really want to just kind of throw yourself out there this is a great uh, alternative and i'm, I'm really happy and grateful for being able to, to try that out with the women's recap with uh, with Crystal and Karina, and then again with the 8.5 with Sergio. Anyway, a uh, lot to cover, I'm definitely gonna keep working and figuring out how I can cover more um, as usual. Again, one last shout out and, and plea for, for Tyler Greer. Um, I use the power rankings for the Elite West region in 8.5 article a lot for this, uh, for this recap, and it was very helpful, so I love having articles, so please help with those, um, anyone that's interested in doing so and um yeah elite is here so i look forward to recapping north uh, round one as well as south round one as they come in the meantime have a great uh, rest of your evening a great weekend and we'll catch you next time
2: Oh, I do have one more person that likes, um, single elimination two days, best of seven stuff. And that's my, uh, physical therapist, uh, who gets to see me more often. And, uh, you know, he's loving this. Nice. And we have our closing blooper.